Podcast, episode 159. It is me, your host, Evan, here with the infamous Gabe Montalvo and our newest addition, Amani, a.k.a. Red Pilled Eye Carly. Guys, before we get started, just a reminder, visit our website at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com for links to all of our articles, shows, and merch, all of the proceeds of which go back into fighting leftist suppression in New York. Remember, it's starting to get cold. Today, I had to wear a sweatshirt. Luckily, I had my new American Spartan sweatshirt. It kept me nice and warm. And I actually took my girlfriend to go get a COVID test. And I guarantee she's not going to have COVID because I wore the sweatshirt. That's the way that it works, everybody. You know it. So visit the website, go to the store, buy a sweatshirt, stay warm. What, what is it, game? We are not liable for anyone who catches COVID or may catch COVID while wearing our products. Yes, the sweatshirt does not actually stop the spread of COVID. You still have to wash your hands, you morons. So as we all know, President Trump and the First Lady tested positive for COVID on Thursday and Monday night, President Trump was released from the hospital and addressed the nation from the White House. If you did not watch his uh, amazing uh, exit on whatever they call the helicopter. I always forget what the name is. Marine One. Marine One. There it is. I was going to say Air Force Two, but that's not it. Marine One. And they took a, a nice scenic route around D.C. And then they took their sweet ass time landing at the White House. And it was glorious. And President Trump took off his mask to address the nation and drove leftist wild. So even though they were wishing death upon him and, you know, the liberals were celebrating on Twitter that the president was going to die because they're all hateful, disgusting people. President Trump appears to be fine. Dr. Fauci even said while he could possibly go into what's called reversal, it is very unlikely. He said the president looks very strong and he uh, responded very well to treatment. So, Gabe, what have you seen on the Internet with these hateful leftists and uh are you ha- how happy are you that President Trump is already out of the hospital? I mean, I'm extremely happy that the president's out of the hospital uh, because that is, in fact, our president. That is, in fact, your president for any hateful people that are uh, listening and or watching our beautiful faces uh, because it just shows that he is more resilient uh, than most. Uh, and we, as a country, will come back and are, are more resilient than most. Uh, so it's very important that the president showed strength, which he did. Uh, people are now saying that, uh, well, it's all just a hoax. But before, when the president got it, the same people who said, we need to take this very seriously, we need to, you know, uh, remember the victims of this, whether they survive or not, we're praying for the president to die. And much to Emperor Cuomo's evil brother, Frito, otherwise known as Chris Cuomo on CNN, goes and says that it's bullshit that the president is just going there making speeches on a balcony, even though people and president well sorry mostly presidents have been making speeches on said balcony um forever i mean that's why it's that's why it's there it's, it wasn't the first time obama there's pictures of obama up there with uh, michael i mean michelle oh we uh, like to forget that he exists but if, if we could no we call uh emperor cuomo you know emperor Pal- he's emperor cuomo he's the evil emperor palpatine i think that makes chris cuomo jar jar banks lisa don't like president trump <laughs> yes, I don't like him either. So, yeah, you know, you know the, the half-retarded uh, Gungan. But, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just glad that uh, the president, in all honesty, is, uh, was, you know, coming back in full force. We even saw him uh, giving a pizza. He bought pizza for, you know, his supporters, for, you know, fellow Americans that were there uh, to, to show him. I think it was Greg Asabalkin that said, um, you know, it's time that we brought a rally to him instead of him bringing the rallies to us. So I think it was just a beautiful display of unity, even though others uh, were praying for his death. 
but I think the president will be in quarantine for a long time, probably until January 2025 in the White House. So now, Omani, since you're a vegan, you don't eat, you're not going to approve of the pizza. But what, what did you think of uh, the spectacle given for President Trump's glorious return to the White House? There were so many comical moments. It was actually, it actually made me feel better. It, it's so funny watching the snowflakes melt down the way that they do. Um, I actually was not expecting the heartfelt tweets that were sent out. I'm sure they were like, mm, mm, while they were tweeting them, but I actually didn't expect the get well wishes from um, um, Barack Obama, Biden. So that was actually pretty classy. Did not expect that from them at all. And the hypocrisy of the left, you know, never ends. The most tolerant people that want you to wear your mask everywhere you go in the shower to sleep, you know, every place, you know, where there could possibly be anyone in sight, even if you're 200 feet away from them, they want you to wear your mask. But anyways, the people that, that say that they care about you and that they wear their mask for you were wishing and praying. And I'm actually surprised they even have a God, but they were wishing and praying for the demise of our president. And um, I'm really happy that he pulled through. I was very excited. And I was actually very surprised because he's showing people that you can actually beat this virus. I mean, it is deadly for people in the higher age groups, sorry, our elderly were vastly affected, Cuomo. Um, just a little dig at him. And I was actually very surprised that he pulled through because he is quite thick. Um, he should go vegan. He should he's, go vegan. He's um, patriotically he's, thick, all right? He's patriotically thick. Go get the shirt. It's on the website. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, the hypocrisy was just ridiculous, but it was very comical. Um, first, they accused him of, of, of getting it because he didn't uh, warn people about it enough. He didn't act like it was this deadly killing machine that was just going to wipe out the entire population. And... I am just so happy that he is just, it's just like in your face, you know, that's just, I'm so happy, but I'm going to celebrate. And he, yeah, he lives yeah. and he comes back like, you know, days before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he lives and comes back days before uh, anyone really, you know, thought he was supposed to come back. I thought it was actually going to take him longer. I was like, wow, that was it? Well, apparently he went through uh, what they're calling monoclonal antibody therapy, which is a combination of antibodies. Uh, sponsored by Regeneron. I guess they are a medical company. I have no idea what the hell any of that is. But apparently it mimics your own immune response and their antibodies stick to the coronavirus so they can't get inside the cells and it actually kind of wakes up your immune system to see that there's a virus inside of there. So, and we've been saying this the whole time. I said, we're not waiting for a vaccine. We're waiting for treatment. Once you have treatment, there is no need for lockdown. There is no need to close anything because if you get sick, you can go get treatment, just like you do with the flu. You go and you get a Z-pack. You know what? You make a Z-pack for coronavirus. That's what we need. That's how you fix everything. That's how you open this country up. And then people who want to get the vaccine and end up dying from coronavirus vaccine, you know, they can do that on their own. Evan, you sounded way too optimistic. You want to kill grandma. You want to kill grandma. I love my grandmother, although she's been dead for a while. So <laughs> I'm sure it was a COVID Voting case. In 2020? Yeah, they're going to they're gonna go back in time and, and list her as COVID. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm just uh, interested to see what's going to happen now that flu season is uh, going to be among us uh, within these coming months. I'm well, going Dave, to see. The flu doesn't exist anymore. Remember, there were no flu deaths this entire flu season because everyone just died of COVID. 
It was pneumonia, is what they said. No, but I mean, what, what's going to happen? Are we going to go back into a lockdown because we can't uh, differentiate in time or quick enough the, you know, this, uh, the flu versus uh, COVID? Are we going to go back and say that we, are, we cannot have enough, uh, we don't have enough rooms to treat uh, these sorts of, uh, this sort of disease uh, in the hospitals anymore. Because if you remember, uh, people were dying because they refused to go seek treatment at the hospitals because they thought that they were, they, remember the hospital war zones where you had lines going all the way to the Brooklyn Bridge here from here in Queens. That it, obviously I'm exaggerating. But the point is that so many people were getting COVID tests and so many people thought that they had COVID in the ventilators and everyone just running around. My question is, do we have the infrastructure in place or the common sense uh, on the medical and the governmental uh, bureaucracy side of things and the institutions to be able to handle a potential second wave or other illnesses because flu season will be in the mix. A lot of people I feel might mistake that for COVID because not too many people understand, you know, the alarming symptoms. It's happened to a few of us, uh, not all of us. And I just really hope that uh, they don't use the flu or the common cold as a means to try and shut everything down again. Oh, well, Gabe, you know they're absolutely going to do that. You just asked for common sense from the government. Like, I mean, do, apparently- you even, do you even know the words that are coming out of your mouth, especially in New York? Like, come on, New York City is on the verge of shutting down again. There is no common yeah. sense. There is no common sense in government. There is no common I, sense. I mean, they also open sense gun control. Oh, yeah, that's worked really well for New York City. Yeah, let's climb up, what, 350%? In a a city where the Second Amendment doesn't exist, there are more shootings than there are in, in like, all the red states combined. It's really ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, Amani, what do you think? Are you ready? What was that? Chirac has entered the chat. Oh, God. Oh, and, and their mayor is dressing up like a, a coronavirus <laughs> superhero. Uh, fighting Rona, superhero. I forgot what it's called. The Rona something. The what did she, oh my God. I thought this was a, 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 I thought this was edited. I cannot believe that while people are being murdered, children are being murdered on her watch, she is dressing up. I didn't think it was real. I thought someone, I someone photoshopped it, it, but it was real. It, it is insane that people can look at that and say, wow, that is excellent leadership. And somehow our guy is the crazy one. Because the Democrats are all fluff, no substance. It's all about, look what I'm doing right now. But it doesn't, it's never about policy. It never is about policy. Their policies are flawed and their policies are garbage. I don't know. My concern is that the places are actually locked down forever and ever, and that never really opened up. They're going to start screaming about the second wave, but it's really just going to be the first wave that didn't get to finish running through the population because everyone refused to leave their home. So it's not really going to be a second wave. It's going to be just a continuation of the first one because we weren't doing what we were supposed to do, which is just let the healthy people, and this is not, I'm not a doctor, but we should have really let the healthy people build herd immunity. And I know that's a dirty word. You're not supposed to use that. But what we're going to see is uh, they're going to start shouting about the second wave and they're going to try to lock everything down uh, before November or, you know, or maybe after. I, don't I, know, I know several doctors and you're 100% right. During the summer was the time for people to get out, to get healthy, to start eating right, to start, you know, getting out in the sun, get that vitamin D, get, you know, just get yourself healthy and build your body up. And while the virus is weaker in the summer, 
But what was it? No, it was live in fear. And it's not about healthy versus sick because what they're trying to tell you is that everyone is sick. Everyone's a possible carrier, right? It's like the fucking walking dead. Everyone has it inside of them. We're all going to die from it. And that's just not true. I went to go visit my buddy in Jersey, Jersey City last weekend and he, he has a newborn baby. And I go, I'm like, I try to be very accommodating to people. I go, you know, what kind of mask do you want me to wear? He goes, mask. Dude, have you been around a kid who's under 12 years old? I go, no. He goes, you don't need a mask. He's like, outside of New York City, we're not worried about corona for young kids. We're more worried about there's a flu going around with the kids that's not related to corona. They're not worried outside of New York City. The medical professionals aren't. It's the people that get paid to prop it up in the media. The disease is deadly, but it's deadly to a select portion of the population, and it's running rampant through cities. If you're outside the main city and you're not interacting with huge crowds of people, you don't need to stay in your home wearing a mask inside of plastic wrap, you know, living inside your bathtub. It's not, we've been saying this from day one, is that if you are a healthy person, wash your damn hands and go to work. That's it. Yeah, I mean, here, here in New York, they keep talking about how this disease affects black and brown people, right? It's actually had a training today at work that said that this was a triple pandemic where now we realize that, you know, that there's so many social injustices. Not only do you have a pandemic, but that you also, you know, have, you know, discrimination going on. And while it might be partly true that this does affect, right, more Hispanics and blacks, but, but think about the way that a lot of them are, are living. And I'm not saying, obviously there's, there's white people that, that live in the projects and in these, you know, uh, uh, small apartments uh, and apartments that are close together. But um, I, just, I just lost my train of thought, hold on. <laughs> well, what you're saying is that yeah. what happens is yeah, they're crowded the in the cities. That's, that's where I was going to, because I just, I just, I was fuming today while I was at that training. So I was just, and I'm actually sweating just thinking about it. Um, but of course, look at the way that a lot of these people are living. There's garbage everywhere. There's feces. Of, of, if you're not going to catch COVID and die, you're going to get something else. I mean, these people have been, you know, dying of, of other diseases at a rapid rate. Think of all the obesity. I mean, also the Hispanic community, the Black community, we have high obesity rates. This disease or, or this virus isn't going, isn't going to be um, any better for you. It's actually worse for you if you are overweight and, and have an unhealthy lifestyle. That's just the way that it is, not only for this virus, but for any other disease. And this really should wake people up. Look at the way I'm living. There's feces everywhere. And it's really in these you know, uh, highly populated Democrat-run cities. And people just don't connect the dots. Well, everything is racist. Now, haven't you heard? Every, everything. Everything in the entire world is racist. You know, even diseases are racist. You know, all the police departments, all the cities, the whole system is racist. Let's vote Democrat because they're the ones who are running these cities into the ground. And they're the ones implementing the racist system. But you're going to keep voting for them. The whole leftist logic makes absolutely zero sense. It's cognitive dissonance. They have no idea what's going on. Yeah, no. I, I, listen, at the end of the day, I'm just glad that the president was able to get up there uh, and give a message to the American people and say, uh, guess what? You know, don't let the same thing, the same thing that we've said here, in, in essence, just don't let fear take your freedom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew uh, it was coming. Yeah. And really, that's what it's all about. It, don't let a virus, don't let the, don't let fear overtake your life in the sense where you think that it's virtuous, that you think it's a good thing to be afraid. I understand you want to take a healthy amount of respect, take a, have a healthy amount of respect for this. You know, if you, if you feel the need and you're in a large, you know, group of uh, people 
and you're like, you know what, chances are probably one person is going to be sick and I don't want to bring that home, then you should, you know, wear the mask. But don't just go around being a Corona Karen, making everyone that's like, you know, 50 feet away from you running up to them in the street with a, with a freaking phone in their hand, be like, look, you're not wearing a mask. Don't be that person that tries to ruin someone else's life. The same thing that's happening with cancel culture uh, in, you know, Hollywood and in, in celebrity life is now actually having, is happening here at our doorstep with a lot of social media uh, personalities. Uh, more recently, uh, the conservative Latino, Anthony, as well as Wake Up With Linda, uh, also known as the Mad Florida Woman, have recently been targeted uh, and threatened that their accounts will be taken down uh, for reportedly spreading, uh, spreading misinformation. They've already taken down several conservative uh, Instagram pages, and they already flagged me once because I supported uh, Kyle Rittenhouse in defending himself. So we'll see how far these people are willing to take it. But again, it's keeping the culture of fear because that's all that the left has been propagating for the past few months. And anyone who says, guess what? Life, is, life continues to move forward. Life goes on. That's when you start to see people get very upset, very angry that you have a good outlook on life for once. Yeah, but we've seen the censorship from day one, Gabe. I mean, honestly, our first Instagram account was, was, was taken away the second I inputted the name. I inputted the name Empire State Conservative Network, and we were immediately banned from Instagram. Our shadow ban expired last week. If you, ha if you finally saw our posts, they started getting insane amounts of interactions, likes, views. And then I posted something on Monday, and it, it reached 50 people. It, it's what they do. And they've said it already. Facebook came out and said they're going to start limiting posts that they deem inappropriate that they deem inappropriate. That could be anything. It, it's, yeah. it's really ridiculous. And they're going to see more accounts taken down. You're going to see people shadow banned. You're going to see people with these warnings. Because if you say something that they don't like, it's not even that's not, that it's not true. It's that they don't like it. I've had posts where people have sent me stuff that they were at an event and it will get fact checked saying, oh, well, this might be misleading. And that's it. That's the entire thing. And I'm like, well, why is it misleading? This is live footage from the event, it's not misleading. It's actual footage, but it's because it goes against what they want put out there. I, I, I have actually seen that they will fact check your jokes. Yeah. So you can be making a joke and they will still fact check it. It's like, I'm making a joke. Um, I did notice that some people were being um, uh, not only fact checked, but their posts were being removed for containing nudity and there was nothing, there was no nudity in the picture, but somehow we've got these humongous leftist tasks for, task forces uh, taking down conservative pages, but they have no time in the world to actually go after the child P, fill in the blank, pages that we have running rampant on Instagram. So I don't, I, I, you, you can definitely see who the left protects. I can open up an inappropriate page right now and I promise you, they will not even bother me. And I will post whatever I want and it'll all be okay. Um, but, but the minute you say something that's truthful, then you will see their wrath. Because information is power. If they can limit the scope of the conservative you know, accounts, then they feel like they're winning. If no one's hearing it, if no one's seeing it, then it doesn't exist. It's the same thing with that young boy who was shot in the head on the, while riding his bike because the guy didn't want him on his lawn. And you didn't see it anywhere. So guess what? didn't happen it happened for his family it happened for him it happened for the people in the neighborhood 
But for the nation, it basically, it's like it didn't happen at all because they didn't cover it. That's what they do. The media decides, hey, if we don't cover this, it didn't happen. And that's what they're trying to do with conservative accounts. That's literally what they're trying to do. They're saying you don't exist because we're not going to let people see your content. Mm -hmm. To that point, we, I actually just saw a video John Stossel put out on his YouTube channel uh, where he was talking, where his previous video about uh, how climate change alarmists uh, really should be put in their place and we shouldn't really take uh, hints to them. Like, they're, sure, there is evidence to support climate change, but just because we go, grow um, one to three degrees hotter that we shouldn't just start trying to change the world about it, uh, we should plan accordingly. Uh, because his, John Stossel's guest where it was saying the guidelines, was basically on those guidelines, uh, independent fact checkers on social media uh, reported this claim as uh, to be false. They're never independent uh, either. It's always, it's like always Snopes, like really Snopes. It's run by one of the biggest leftists in America. Like, come on, it's not independent. It's left-wing <laughs> fact checkers. It's, right. they don't hide it. Well, and the thing is, John Stossel has always been very, you know, he, I, I'd say that he's already always presented uh, information and facts, and even when he was, uh, you know, an anchor, uh, very objectively. And I think that was, that's always been his standard. And uh, so for anyone to really come after, I'd say a legend like that is really uh, got some, some cojones on him because what we found was that he actually, in, in the newest video that he put out, he brought on some of the fact checkers that didn't even watch the video, but they just agreed with the original claim with the original fact checker. And she said, and she sent an email back to him saying, well, you can, you know, try and dispute this. So what they found was that what John Stossel was saying wasn't inherently wrong. It wasn't incorrect, but they were upset at the fact of the, who they were bringing on as a guest, which went against their narrative, which went against their uh, talking points. So at this point, this is a professional journalist that we are, or not we, but they are actively censoring just because it doesn't fit any of their narratives it doesn't fit anything that they want that they want you to know but this is what they do all the time this is what happens in regular conversations with leftists they'll just say no you're lying like i had to explain to someone that i'm actually exempt from the executive order which is not a law okay it's a rule it's not a law and mm -hmm. i'm exempt because i have asthma and they go no you're not i go no no i am under the Americans with Disabilities Act, and it's actually written in the executive order, if you are covered on the Americans with Disabilities Act, you are exempt from this executive order. You don't know what you're talking about. No, no, I do know. I read it. No, you didn't. What do you mean I didn't read it? I read it. I know exactly. Like, how are you just going to tell me no? And, and that's what they do. It's just straight denial. Because if you just deny it, you don't have to worry about facts. I could bring you a list of facts and go, well, what's your source? Oh, I don't trust your source. That's a conservative source. It's a right wing. It's all right. That's what they do. They all they want to do is discredit. It's not about the truth. It's not about even having a conversation. It's about completely discrediting something that doesn't fit their narrative. That's how they operate. Well, I think this um, leads to the point and, and the fact that big tech really is uh, tampering in an election. Like, think about it. You could be, you know, someone totally apolitical, like I thought I was, and and. Every time you want to do some research on a candidate, because that's what we tell everyone, right? Say, we're not telling you who to vote for. I mean, vote for Trump, but anyways, we're not telling you who to vote for, but just do your research. And at that point, uh, the minute I tell people to do their research, it actually worries me because the minute you type in Trump, Trump policies, 
all you're going to get is a bunch of leftist, um, you know, uh, just a bunch of lies. And of course, that's going to sway people to go in the other direction to look at Joe Biden, because every every time you type in their name, you're going to see just amazing things about them. So that is election tampering. I can't go on YouTube without seeing a Joe Biden ad. It's really it's ridiculous. And they don't let you skip it. I can skip any other ad on YouTube, but not Joe Biden. I have to listen to that dementia-ridden – I'm not even going to keep going because it, I feel bad for him, kind of. They just keep trotting him out there. But it, it's, it's, it's really ridiculous. But, I mean, Joe Biden, the guy who continues to put his foot in his mouth, claiming that he could stay sequestered in his home because there is a black woman out there stocking grocery shelves. Like, how do you make the case for Joe Biden? It's impossible. The guy literally went to a Hispanic event walked out there after 10 minutes of them waiting for him and played Despacito on his phone. Like, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. There's no positive argument for Joe Biden. There is none. Yeah, I mean, they always say that, oh, he's the one with empathy, that we need all of this empathy. Um, and that's really all they can run on. They always run on empathy. I don't want my government to have empathy. I want my government to tax me less. <laughs> I, I can, they probably, like, I think we can really just, it's, it's probably at least a thousand times when I was skimming through the DNC. It was like, oh, empathetic Joe. He, uh, he has a stutter. Meanwhile, this man has never stuttered. If you look at all of his clips of him, you know, uh, filibustering, uh, not a single stutter, but somehow they want us to not only feel, they want us to feel bad for him. They also want, want us to think that he's somehow, you know, the, the, the savior of, of, of black and brown people, even though he was the reason that we have such high incarceration rates. He was, he was the one that was locking them up. Now, I know that we are obviously the, the party of law and order. I'm not saying that you're not going to lock up a criminal, but his policies targeted nonviolent offenders. And that's our problem. You know, he was locking people up after, after three strikes um, for nonviolent offenses. And, and it's not fair, you know, if you have marijuana on you to go to prison for 80 years. But this is supposedly, you know, the champion of the Hispanic and the black people. Well, because that's how the left operates. They operate on how does it make you feel, right? I want the government to make everyone feel good. That's not the government's job. The government's job is not to be your parent. It's not to be the moral arbiter. It's there to essentially protect your rights. That's why the government exists. It exists to protect the rights of the individual from the mob. And the left does not like that. They want the government to be their, their kind of long arm of the law to enforce what they want and be compulsory. They want the government to, com to compel people to think how they think. That's what they want. And that's not what government's meant to be. That's what, that's what tyranny is, but that's not what the American government's meant to be. And it's very clear in the Constitution that that's not what it's meant to be. Right. So... What people should be afraid of? Oh. No, no worries. I was just going to say the wonderful fact-checking machine known as Snopes says that he did say that, but people aren't paying attention to the context. So... I'm going to read a little piece of what, you know, a little context. I'm going to give some context to the situation so we can better inform ourselves and not be labeled as fake news. So, uh, let's see. Because the, and this is him addressing, you know, the response to the pandemic. Uh, because the American public, the blinders have been taken off. They've all of a sudden seen a hell of a lot clearer. 
They're saying, geez, the reason I was able to stay sequestered in my home was because some black woman was able to stack the grocery shelf or I got a young Hispanic out there or these dreamers out there, 60,000 of them acting as first responders and nurses and docs or all of a sudden people are realizing, my Lord, these people have done so much, not just black, white, but across the board have done so much for me. We can do this. We can get things done. He's such a jackass. He really is. What a complete jackass. Like, like are you kidding me? These dream, oh, because the black and brown people and the dreamers were out there. That's why the old white people were able to stay home. Shut, like, Joe, shut your mouth. Really? You mean, the dreamers, the, you mean the dreamers that the Democratic Party has been failing to address uh, since, you know, Obama has left office? Well, you because remember, all, all their policies are half-assed, right? It's let's let them come here. Let's give them free money. But let's not give them a real path to citizenship or a way to actually be successful in this country. And pull them out every four years and just wave them in, in, in your face to make you feel sad for them. And, you know, it, it, it's actually really sad the way that they play a lot of these people. I was actually having an argument with someone because he said, my whole family is that guy. And it's like, well, what's next? You're not, it doesn't offer a pathway to citizenship, but people don't want to listen to that. You know, the, the, the Democrats, when, when you turn on the screen, they say, you know, that, that Trump wants to deport all of you. It's like, no, there needs to obviously be, be another step that we need to take because you can't just have people in limbo forever. Obviously, they're either going to go or they're going to stay. But the Democrats don't offer solutions. They just want uh, all of these uh, different groups of people to pick from when it's, you're going to be catering and pandering to select amounts of people especially in the hispanic american community uh in the black american community, the minority community which is something that biden has said in the past that he wasn't looking for the hispanic vote i guess he's looking now for the black american vote and that's why he elected um kamala oh, sorry didn't elect he selected kamala to be uh his running mate but well, you know, he, he loves people who support slavery, as you know, he was big fans of the KKK and Kamala Harris's grandpa grandfather owned like all the slaves in the West Indies. Well, even even when it comes to that, people, you know, again, the fact checkers get involved and then they say, oh, well, guess what? That's only partially true. He wasn't in the KKK at the time. I'm like, wait a second. That doesn't make up for any of it. The fact of the matter is like you get, like these people lambasted Nick Sandman calling him a neo-Nazi, a white supremacist, all the, the, the isms, they ran him through the gambit. And Snopes would be like, nope, that's not true. He's, he's a white supremacist. And it turns out that he wasn't. And the next thing you know, but people still will say, well, actually, no, he still is, even though he's absolved of everything. He's actually getting money because the amount of like defamation and of libel things they've done to this poor kid. They're running it. They ran his name through the ground and people aren't accepting the fact that he didn't do it. People don't give passes just because you happen to be a Nazi. I was a Nazi at one point, but then I changed. I really saw the light. No, people are still going to say you're a horrible person. Man, look at the this monster. Is a Gabe, did you watch The Monster Next Door? Oh, you were supposed oh to yes. Watch that. They went after this. Listen, I, you were a Nazi at one time. We're coming after you. I don't care if you're 95 years old. We're going to hang you in the public square. It does not matter. And the left is the most unforgiving group in the entire world. They don't forgive anyone for anything. They cut, try to cancel Kevin Hart for a 10-year-old, what was it, a 10-year-old tweet? It's really yeah, they, yeah, they tried to cancel him. And you want to know, and maybe this will start a movement. Who knows? You want to see some actual homophobic stuff? 
Turn on, uh, turn on uh, Delirious by Eddie Murphy. The first 10 minutes of that special is him just going after how, how much he hates gay people. He refers to them as faggots. He says, oh, I hate the gays, you know? I can feel them looking at my ass. I get like a tingly feeling, and I hate it, and I don't like it. But, I get hot. <laughs> yeah, they get hot. So I'm like, you can't say this anymore. Obviously, I'm not going to be the one that's, that's really there to be like, I hate that Jesus. It's horrible. No, because that was just, like, that was a product of the times. It doesn't make it necessarily right, but I also don't go to a comedian for a moral compass like many of these people do. Don't come at me telling me that you watch John Oliver, uh, Stephen Colbert, um, and uh, Trevor Noah, and then expect me to take you seriously when you listen to a whole bunch of comedians. Of course your worldview is going to be a joke. Yeah, and, and Imani said it perfectly before, is that the Democrats keep everyone in limbo, and they do the same thing with the black community. You do the same thing. When you're on, on welfare, you're in limbo. You're not moving up. You're not moving down. You're stuck on that poverty level. There is no path out of welfare when you're on welfare. The only path out is to work. But if you work, you get less money. So they convince people they're better off on welfare than trying to make it on their own. DACA, there was no path to citizenship. When, there was, when they tried to introduce legislation for it, it was called racist. Oh, you want to cancel DACA. Well, we want to give these people a chance to become citizens. No, well, yo, they're dreamers. You have to support the dream. It's like, stop using these buzzwords. It's really enough. Your policies are hollow. Your people are hollow. The whole thing is a complete joke. Democrat policies have ruined every major city over the last 50 to 60 years. New York City only rebounded because of Giuliani. It's, I, it's unbelievable that people are still voting Democrat. I don't understand how the party still exists. Imani, you're muted. Oh, I'm, wait, give me one second. Sorry. I, no, I was purposely muted. I was purposely muted. Carry on without me. I gave talk. Oh, me talk. And dance monkey. So, <laughs> you racist. No, so. Um, I'm not the you know, I sympathizing white supremacist, Gabe. Shut up. They're going to try and use that in a clip one day. I swear to God, it's going <laughs> to suck. I mean, yeah, Rudy Giuliani's son says he wants to get back in the action. I think that's like almost like a Rudy Giuliani light. Uh, I mean, he was known around in the past. I mean, I just, we need a strong, actual strong man. I know that uh, sooner or later we're going to be having some uh, NYC uh, candidates really start to come out there, uh, such as Vicky Palladino, such as Curtis Lewa, who are really taking the side of law and order, which is something that we need to see in New York City. Um, and, you know, we, you and I did a live uh, recently, an Instagram live, Evan, uh, where we spoke about par uh, party building. Uh, to anyone, you know, in the New York area, or especially in New York City, if, if you want to run, I would highly recommend seeking local office first before trying to make that jump to a higher position because you're, you're not going to have the support or the base necessary if you start at, you know, at 100. Everything is a, a crawl, walk, run phase. And sometimes, you know, when you're in this heavy of a, I'd say even most times, where you're in this heavy of a blue state, where you're in this heavy of, of a stronghold, you need to start crawling and you need to start crawling with people and bring each other up. No, 100%. We need to support good candidates, regardless of what the state party says, because the state party is all about money. They really are. Because I know people who are good quality people who would be great in government, which is kind of hard to say because I despise almost all government. But and they're told by the state party, you can't run. Wait, what do you mean I can't run? You, you don't run my life. You mean I can't run. No, no, you can't run. We're not supporting you. And that's what they do because they want to run their candidates because then they control the cash flow. Because a regular person is going to go like, like we had Larry Sharp on in the very beginning of this when we started this podcast. 
He said, every cent that gets donated to me, I spend on this campaign. Mm -hmm. You can't go to the New York State GOP and say that because they're going to go, no, no, because we need to give money here. We need to give money there. So that 10 grand you get, you know, you're really going to get like six, maybe 7,000 because that rest of that money needs to go to other places. And so they want people that they can control, people that they can push. And that's why they run, Mar Mar oh, was it Mark Molinaro, who is the most vanilla candidate ever. And they're going to run him again for governor. And he'll get spanked again by Cuomo. It's, it's just, it's nonsense. They're not in the business of winning elections. They're not in the business of party building because they're not supporting people like Dave Franklin out of, uh, for the state Senate. They're not, I, as far as I know, they're not even supporting Jamie Silvestri out of, out of, uh, for the state assembly. No, they're not, they're not, they wouldn't support Vicky. They don't want to support people who are going to do good for us because they want people they can control. And that's a problem. Mm -hmm. Amani. Guys, did you guys, and I'm, I'm blanking on his name right now. So Project Veritas um, actually exposed this Democrat's plan. He's running in Arizona. I believe he's running for the Senate. He was actually talking to one of the staffers and she said, yeah, our candidate is really big on gun control, but we're in Arizona. This is a very, um, you know, you're not going to win when you tell people you want to take away their guns. So she said, you know, we're really just trying to, to make sure he wins and then he's going to implement his gun control policy. So that should really tell you how these Democrats operate. They really are, you know, politicians in every sense of the word. But when you guys start, well, not you guys, but when, when leftists start saying no one is coming for your guns, look at what they're saying behind closed doors. They're saying, we have to get this person in first. We'll lie. We'll do what we need to say to these people. We'll, 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 say, we'll, we'll, we'll say keywords like common sense. Who even knows what that is? There is no, we have thousands of laws on the books already, but they use trigger words like common sense gun control uh, to get themselves in office. And then they push their evil agendas, which really is at the end of the day to make it harder and harder for law-abiding citizens to own a firearm to protect their homes. Means, meanwhile, they don't care that there are criminals murdering people out on the street. No, it's Fail tyranny reform. with better <laughs> No, it's literally, it's tyranny with better marketing. That's what it is. It's common sense gun control. It's like, oh, we're only taking away assault rifles. Well, assault rifle's not a real term. So define assault rifle. Oh, well, gun, uh, it's fully automatic. Well, AR-15 is not an assault rifle then because it's not fully automatic. And it's like, oh, it's a weapon of war. It's not. It's not issued to any military. Oh, well, then you don't need it, right? Because why do you need a gun? You don't need 30 rounds to hunt a deer. I don't need it to hunt a deer. I need it for when the government tries to come take my gun. Well, you can't really fight back against the government. Well, then it's not a weapon of war, right? So if I can't use it to defend myself from the government, and I can't, like, then it's not a weapon of war. So you can't have it both ways. But they don't care. Again, they don't care about facts. Who is it? It was Diane Feinstein. They asked her what a barrel shroud was. And she said it was the shoulder thing that goes up. They're not even trying. They don't even try. It's a barrel shroud. So it goes on the barrel. And what does a shroud do? It encompasses something, right? So all she had to do is say, it's something that, go that goes around the barrel. And at least it would have been like, okay, you're an idiot, but like, you're not a complete moron. Instead, it's a shoulder thing that goes up. They don't care. The guy who, the guy who held up the ghost gun, right? This holds a, a 30 oh. round magazine clip and shoots oh. 10,000 rounds in one second. Oh my God. 10,000 rounds because the mag the magazine clip, which is also, again, not a term, only holds 30 rounds. So it, it can't shoot a thousand rounds with one trigger. Like, 
They don't, but they don't care because it's all fear. It's all fear and it's tyranny with better marketing. That's what they do. And it's all nonsense and people buy into it. Why? Because people just hear it and they go, oh, that sounds good. And they don't think about it after that. It's literally that, that instant they hear it and then they forget about it. So they're not analyzing it even when they hear it. They just hear someone go, I want common sense gun control. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, common sense gun control. Cool. And they move on. And then you go, well, what's common sense gun control? I want background checks. Well, we have background checks. Um, well, you shouldn't be able to have a fully automatic weapon. Well, most states, you can't have a fully automatic weapon. Unless uh, you, you're given permission by the government. Yes, which again is yeah. ridiculous because the whole point of having the weapon is to protect yourself from the government. But I mean, it, it's just the whole thing becomes absolutely ridiculous because people are not actually thinking about what they're hearing. They hear it. They go, that sounds good. And they move on. Same thing, social justice. Oh, it sounds good, right? Oh, we want everyone to have equal access to everything. That sounds good. Well, we all have equal protection under the law. That is the only equality that you will ever have with freedom. Anything else is from government compulsion, and that's tyranny. You will never be able to have everyone end up at the same spot without government compulsion. And the only time we can do that is when everyone is at the bottom and the elites are at the top. It will never be equal. This nonsense where we all need to be so equal. We have equal protection under the law. Some people have to work harder than others to be more successful. It's too bad. That's life. It, it's like this crybaby culture where it's like, oh, well, someone else started off better than me. So, you know, it's privilege and it's all this other. It's like, shut your goddamn mouth already. It's enough. Stop crying. Take a shower. Shave your face. Pull your goddamn pants up. Put a belt on, learn how to tie a tie, and go get a goddamn job. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, you don't really, you don't see Trump supporters out there for, for four months straight protesting because we actually have jobs. Okay. I mean, um, when President Trump was inaugurated, it was pretty empty, but that was because we were all at work. Meanwhile, you have, you know, the unemployed and all the 18 year old college students out, you know, uh, uh, voting for Hillary, which which made it uh, completely, uh, uh, which made her campaign uh, look like it was just full of people, but it was just a bunch of unemployed people. It looked originally like Hillary was winning until everybody came out of work and then Trump won. So that should really tell you about their base too. All right. Gabe, anything else? It's election time. <laughs> it's time to actually get out and vote. Don't let people tell you you need to stay home to vote. Uh, no, it's, it's not. There have been, this country has gone through hell and back several times. Uh, and I think it's the duty of every citizen in this country to exercise the, the right to express themselves. It's not necessarily going to be accomplished only at yelling at empty buildings uh, because these people don't want to show up to work. But it's also fought at the ballot box. Don't let nihilism and despair take over and say, oh, well, my vote doesn't matter. My voice doesn't matter. If you come to me and tell me all of those things, all of those asinine statements, and, so, and succumbing to this postmodern idea that your voice doesn't matter, then get off the street, stay home, have a cup of hot cocoa. It's getting cold. Buy our, our, buy our shirts. Yes, and that's what I have to say. Warm. I'm actually sweating in here. But no, it really is. You have to vote local politics. We need mm -hmm. people. Like, if you're upstate, Liz Joy. 
an excellent candidate for the House of Representatives. If you're down on Long Island, you know, vote for Dave Franklin for State Assembly. Vote for Jamie Silvestri. Push these people into office. We need to get them elected. If you go out and vote for local elections and get people to go out and vote for local elections, we can turn the state. Our, we need to fix the state. The state government is a wreck. They are all under Cuomo's thumb. We need strong people that are going to stand up against him. We will soon be having a uh, candidates page on our website that full of good candidates, good conservative candidates that you can support, that we support, and that you'll be able to vote for in this upcoming election. And we will keep that updated because it's it, the real thing. The reason why we started this was to let people know conservatives, Republicans do exist inside of New York State. And there are good people running. And if we don't support those people, if we don't vote those people in, then we've already lost. And if we're not willing to get out there, if we're not willing to help them, if we're not willing to volunteer, if we're not willing to just donate five, but five dollars, like honestly, five bucks to a campaign. The definition of insanity is lying. What was that, Imani? Yeah, the definition, I, I was freezing a little bit. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, right? Like, except for example, where I live, it's, in, it's, it's a blue, blue city. I have not seen a Republican even running around here. I know some of our, uh, our politicians act actually go on, um, on unopposed most times because people are like, you know what, I'm not even going to try. Um, and, and my biggest gripe was, you know, when I first got into, you know, politics or just learning a little bit about it was that um, Republicans were also at fault for what we see going on out here. Not only were they spineless, but they also didn't reach out. They thought that, you know, Hispanics and, and, and Blacks were uh, a lost cause. But we finally have someone that's reaching out from the Republican Party that actually gives a damn. And, um, and I mean that through policy, right? Not just through pandering and through what he says, but who's actually, you know, creating a plan. Look at the, the platinum plan that he is promising Black Americans. Look at the uh, Hispanic Prosperity Initiative that he, uh, you know, instituted for Hispanic Americans. So this is not someone that is going that that that's just going to pander. He's actually not only, uh, you know, promised things, but he has fulfilled those promises and he's reaching out. And I think it's time that we actually look the other way and see what this other party has to offer. And of course, it's not going to be free things, but it's opportunities. And that's something that the Democrats are, you know, trying day in and day out to get rid of. 100%. I think that's a great spot to end, guys. So make sure that you like, share, subscribe, share this with people that you know who who feel the despair in New York State or people who are looking to get educated on politics. Share, you know, just send them to our website, send them to our Facebook, send them, you know, over to everything. Um, you know, it's that's the key. We need people. We need people educated. We need people to understand that we are here and we are fighting back. We are not giving up. We are not willing to concede the state to the Democrats, and we need to start right now. So, Imani, if you could just tell people where they can find you on social media. Yeah, you guys can find me on Instagram at redpilledicarly. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's been really fun, and uh, I hope to do more with you guys. Gabe, your 30 handles. <clears throat> All right. So unless uh, Instagram takes me down next, which they very, mal uh, they very well might. Uh, you can follow me at Baron.Montalvo and on Twitter, uh, Baron underscore Montalvo. And if you're on the Facebook pages tab of when you're looking me up, it is Gabriel E. Montalvo, that is my middle initial. And remember, Baron is spelled as the aristocracy, not as the president's son's name.
And if you support the Hispanic conservative movement, please check out the Republican National Hispanic Assembly. And if you want to join us here in New York, Republican National Hispanic Assembly, New York, or RNHA New York on our social media handles. All right, make sure to check us out on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on Instagram at underscore Empire State Conservatives, on Twitter at Empire State Cons. Make sure you visit our website again, where our store, all of our writings and musings are, and all links to all of our episodes, EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com. For that, peanut butter goes in the fridge, and don't let fear take your freedom. Mm-hmm.